Welcome to Women Real and Raw, a tantalizing, mind-blowing, unconditional, loving, safe space where we are authentic, courageous, and uncensored. So get ready to have fun, get real, get raw, and feel empowered. I'm your co-host, Tiffany Lee, aka Truth Teller, body language expert, corporate communication trainer, speaker, social media consultant, and owner of Solutions by Tiffany Lee. And I am your co-host, Kristen Sparks, author, speaker, podcaster, and the executive director of the Sister Weird Foundation. Join us as we come together from different worlds to share our lives, stories, insights, wisdom, and vulnerability as we live our lives out in the open. Together as sisters in this crazy new world, we come together to talk about anything and everything. And we can be reached anytime at womenrealandraw.com. Now let's get real and raw. We are here today to talk about empowering women and why it's important. We are. This is what this is all about that we're just talking about. You know, I, I am just amazed at how much we can as sisters really empower each other as partners really empower each other or destroy each other. Exactly. So easily, so easily. And it's so important in this new world, in this new age, in this new expansion that we're going into after COVID to really, really remember that we as women have to be our best champions for each other. Yeah, we really do. And it's like, we have kind of lost that along the way. You know, it's, it's, we've become dependent upon other people and other things. And not to say that other people and other things aren't helpful, but it's like, we have to be champions for each other. And none of the, the tearing each other down, you know, we talked about that before and just really learning how to, stand in your power. And I think that's something that a lot of women has have lost or even don't even know how to. You know, I know in our next episode, we're going to talk about confidence in, in the corporate world, you know, what that looks like. But it's just, it's standing up for yourself. It's, it's owning that power. And it's not even in a, a bossy or kind of like a bitchy way. It, it's not like that because we get the two confused. You know, we think that being assertive and standing up for ourselves means you have to be like that bitch all the time. And it's not that it, it can be such a quiet, subtle way. You know, when I go out, you know, I, I go out with all, you know, all kinds of people and, and out of the group, I'm the quiet one compared to, you know, the other ones, but people, people always, but what people say though, is you're the quiet storm. You're the one to watch out for. And when I tell you, I love it because it's like, you don't have to always be up here. You don't always have to be like loud and obnoxious to exude confidence, to exude assertiveness you know you you don't have to always do that and I love teaching women how to do that it's just about you know being comfortable in your own skin it's just about being able to to sit in your power without having to shout it you know you can be big bold and wild you can be brave you can be you know strong without being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. And that is why, you know, I, I love body language because I learned how to do that 
without saying a word. I can walk into a room and know how to sit and know how to stand and be perceived as like somebody super duper important or somebody extremely competent just because I know how to sit and stand the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny, Tiff. I did not learn about body language. Didn't know anything about it um, until I met you. But I have done it naturally. You know, there's been a lot of times where I've been in meetings and gone back and looked through files that um, recordings and things and been told, wow, your body language just shouts power, you know, just shouts empowerment. And yet I had no idea that that's what I was even doing. A lot of times we do these things that don't even know it, you know, but then I think the switch comes with knowing that that's what you're doing. It's like when we're unconscious, when we subconsciously do it and don't like, know, it's like, oh, this is just me. But then when you learn, oh, that's a power move. Oh, that makes me that. That's make me that. That even, that takes your empowerment and your confidence up to a whole nother level. Cause now it's like, you got a secret that nobody knows about, you know, or, or you know how to, how to move this way or, or even the words you say, you know, the words you use, you know how to use those to your advantage and to make yourself more confident and more approachable and even likable. That's all under that empowerment vein that, that we're talking about. So tell me what words you would use in a situation that's difficult that would make you feel more empowered. What words would you use? Well, for that, I mean, it, it would depend on the situation, of course, but I would say for that one, the words not to use okay. would be, you never want to ask someone why, because why automatically is going to make that other person extremely defensive. And that's when you're going to get into that extreme conflict. So instead of saying that, you can say, well, if let's say you're in a business meeting and they're talking about something that you know is going to be just a total mess. It's, it's not worth the time or the money. You know, instead of, instead of saying what you may be thinking, well, why the hell are we doing that? That's, you know, that's stupid. You could switch it and say, well, how is this going to impact ROI? You know, how is this going to impact the employee? Instead of coming at somebody like, well, why? Because soon as you think about it, when somebody asks you why, you're like, what do you mean? Why? Because I said so. You know, it's like you you automatically kind of get that that defensive stance. And that's just natural. You know, it, it's nothing. Every, we all do it. But when you switch it and you make someone explain something, you know, that's one making them walk through the steps. But then it's not making you come off as the bitch. You know what I'm saying? So when you switch it around, you know, you want to take away the why and go to the, the what's and the how. So, and like I said, you could say, how is this going to impact this? You could say, well, what can we do to change the situation? You know, or tell me, and if you're in a conversation, like with your spouse, I tell people, switch it back on you. You know, you can make an argument perspective change just by the words you use, you know? So instead of coming at that person, like you do this and you do that, and I don't like that. And you can say, sometimes I feel like you're not listening to me when we're trying to talk and you tell me you'd rather watch the football game. So that, that puts the feelings on you, but it also gives them a little ownership. So you're just avoiding that conflict, which get, when we get to that escalated point, that's when things just get kind of haywire. So that the empowerment piece in that comes in knowing that you have these tools to use to diffuse situations or even to make friends. You know, when I, when I talk to people about, 
getting people to do things for them. You know, like even like I'm going to use work, you know, we'll talk about that later. I got to use this one. This is a really good one. You know, I tell people two things when you're especially when you start a new job or even if you've been there for a while, but you're trying to, you know, change your, your perception, how people perceive you. When you want somebody to do something for you, you ask them, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? We call this the Benjamin Franklin effect. Because subconsciously, who do we do favors for? People we like, people that are our friends. And so it's not going to happen in two days. You know, this is something that is a, is a long-term kind of thing. But over time, next thing you know, that person will be stopping by your desk, chit-chatting. It could be somebody that didn't like you, you know, but just by using those words, can you do me a favor? This gets into, into that subconscious. We do favors for our friends. We do favors for people that we like. And if you want to really make it solid, you can add the because, you know, when, when you add because in a sentence, that gives that person the why. Because you may say, hey, can you grab, do me a favor and grab those papers off the copier? And they may do it, but then they may also think, well, why? Why can't you do it? So when you say, hey, can you do me a favor and grab these papers off the copier? Because I have to run to a meeting upstairs with the boss. Knocks it all out of the park. Questions answered. It's like that. That's why you. That's why you're asking them to do it. You're not asking them to do it in a pushy or, or a kind of rude way. And like over time, you would be surprised how it just builds subtle connections. You know that person who who didn't like you. You know. Well, it comes right back to the support of each other as women. If we as women are defensive or even in your face with the why, why, whys then we're not making those connections. We're not hearing the other people because we're hearing the why getting defensive. I like that. That's really good, Tiff. That is really, <laughs> really good. Yeah, this is why I want to speak to all the corporate women. We've got so much. So, I mean, even just the way you walk into a room with somebody, you know, being, I was an executive assistant for years. So I was a lot of times at the table with the CEOs and these people in these high positions who were mostly men. So I come in being a female and, and let's be honest, being a black female in a room full of mostly, you know, older white men. And in the beginning, I would just kind of sit there with my laptop and my hands kind of in my lap and just taking my notes, being really, really quiet. And I was like, nobody's asking me for my opinion and anything like that. And then when I got into body language and I was taught by my mentor, Janine Driver, got certified through, through her uh, institute. And I went the back to work that next week and people were like, you're, you're acting different. You know, I'm going in meetings instead of sitting, you know, shrinking myself. I'm now sitting in meetings like the boys you know how they sit with one arm on the back of the chair. I'm going into the room sitting like that. And then sure enough, they start to ask me for my opinion. They start to ask me what I think. You know, the CEO asked me one time, shocked the shit out of me. What did I think about something? And I kind of looked at my boss like, do you want me to answer? Because, you know, if I start, I'm going. <laughs> and, he, was, you know, it was kind of like, you, you sure you want, you want me to answer that? And I did. And sure enough, that same day, he took the advice that I said, because I told him, you know, do you know that when you're walking around Fridays, people think that you're checking to see if they're working and who's there? He had absolutely no idea. So he came down and was like, it's a Thursday and I'm walking around, Tiffany. And I never knew this man knew my name. <laughs> All because I learned these things that you can do with your body and with your words that build connections and even silently show authority. You know, I no longer sit in meetings like this. If I'm in a meeting and I can rest my arm, I'm doing a chin grab, you know, and I'm tilting my head. That shows you're interested, you know, that that shows you're intelligent. 
I mean, it's it's so much. We could go. We'll save that for when we do a bi-language talk. But all of these things at the end of the day, the, the sheer fact of knowing them gives you another level of confidence. So I believe that it's really important that we as women understand that we do have that power piece to us that even more so than men because of our physiology, because of the way that we are made, we have a total empowerment. If we continue down the path that we had prior to 2020, where we are directing that power negatively instead of positively, we end up in a problem like we had in 2020. I mean, yes, it was a pandemic, but it was a total change in how we connect with each other. And so now we want those connections. Yeah, we do. And we love them. Right. We're begging for those connections. And we're having to relearn how to use our own power, how to empower each other, and how to empower ourselves. And in that realm, what do you think is the most important piece? Man, that, that's, a, that's a good question. The most important piece as far as? Empowerment. I think it's just owning it. You know, I, I tell women, we, we've lost the fact that Wars has been have been started over women, you know, like we just are that powerful. You know, Beyonce says I woke up like this. Literally, we have that power and it has been lost, you know, generations and societal things. And, you know, we could go down the rabbit hole of how women have been suppressed over years and even suppressed in some of some of our religious studies. But at the end of the day, I, I, I think it's so important for women to realize just how powerful they are as they are. You don't have to be Cindy Crawford or, you know, or, or somebody super famous to own that power. It's, it's already in you. It's just finding it and owning it and then showing it to the world in whatever way, whether it's a quiet way, whether it's a more verbose way, you know, and that's the personality thing. You know, there, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just once you own it and once you, it, once you know it on the inside, it naturally starts to show on the outside. And people recognize that. Yeah, I think it's really difficult to turn it off. It's not like a switch. I think it's 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 like a switch once you turn it on, but you can't turn it back off once you have it. And I think, too, that we as women have given that power away. You know, we have we have thoroughly said, here you go. This is I don't need it. You can have it to the world. And it's time that we take that back. We quit being a doormat to everybody. It's not a matter when we go and do things for everyone else that they call that selfless. I call that martyrdom. I do not call that selfless because we are not taking care of self. It's not what we, we can still be there to support, to build up, to cherish, to love, to all of those things that we want to do for our families, we can do. We just don't have to give up ourselves or our power to do it. And I think sometimes the word power 
scares women. You know, it makes them feel like, you know, they have to get up and be Beyonce or be Cindy Crawford or be the president, you know, and that's not what we need to do. It's your version of, of power. You know, it's funny that you, you say that about, you know, taking care of everyone else. Because I have friends, you know, I'm, I'm the one with no kids out, out of my friend group, most of them. And it's always, soon as soon as the kids come, your husband come, I slowly watch them fade away. And I try not to say a lot because it, it, the conversation then always goes to, well, you're single and don't have any kids, so you don't understand. You know, and I may not understand that, but what I do see is you losing yourself throughout the process. And that's how you end up 50 and 60 going bananas because you've held it in for so long. And now you're at a point, you know, when those hormones switch, they don't turn off. They're like, I'm, this is time for me to be me. And you've, you've, you suppressed it for so long that sometimes, you know, they call it a midlife crisis. You pop off because you've held it in for years. Or your kids pop off because they don't get what you're doing. You're suddenly not there for every little thing that they want. You know, it's not all about them all of a sudden. Right. Right. And then even husbands, you know, they, they get mad. Because now all of a sudden you're, it seems like you're pulling away from them, but it's not, it's just, it's, it's finding, it's finding you again because you've lost it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, we've talked about me moving to Miami in a couple of weeks and I have a group Yay! of friends that, that, right. I know. So excited that, that all have kids, you know, and they, we all used to work together and I, they want to do something for me before I go away. And I said, totally fine. I said, I have two rules. Well, maybe it's three. Yeah. I think it's three. No kids no husbands, and it cannot be at your house. There you go. Right. And I, and I could feel when I said it, I could feel the, almost like the, the breath leave them. Like, oh my God, how, am I, how do I do, you know, how do I, how do I do that? How do I not go out or do anything without my husband, without my kid? They've done it for so long that now doing something for yourself outside of them, that now seems foreign. And it's funny because I'm the one going away, but I want it like that for them. You know, we've had COVID. We, everybody with kids has been, God bless them. They've been locked in the house with, with their husbands. And so I, I want it that way, not just for me, but for them. You know, they deserve a night. And it's not like there's have to be anything wild and crazy, but they just deserve a night where they can be free. Right. Exactly. They don't have to censor what they say. They don't have to worry about, you know, is the husband going to be mad because I'm talking about this? You know, can't say this around the kid. They deserve a night where they can just be free. And I just find it so funny that that is seemingly the hardest thing for them to do. It is. It, it really it, is. It really is. because but they, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> good. Good. Because they think that. You know, it's good for the family. And while I believe thoroughly that family is extremely important, I believe self is just as, if not more important, because without self, you have nothing to give. And if you're giving it all, what's left? How can you be what you need to be for that family once you've given it all up? And it's so easy to do that so quickly that, you know, Things like the pandemic happen to bring you back to, okay, what's really important? You know, is it the job? Is it the two cars? Is it the big house? Is it the private schools? Or is it something else? If it is all of that, great. If it's not, great. 
You know, there's no judgment. That's not the point. The point is you finding what is most important to you and what empowers you so that you can be all the things that you want to be for the people around you, whoever that is. Exactly. You got to, you know, like we, we talked about the other day, you know, when you're in the airplane, that announcement comes on. They say, put your mask on before you help anybody else's. It's the same in life. You got you got to take care of you and that taking care of you can look very different for different people. But I think we have, as women, we've taken on this role of caretaker and, and mother and, and wife and we've lost who we are. We don't even know what we like or what we want anymore. And that's why the pandemic has been a blessing and a curse for some because being locked in the house with the same person has made some people's notice, well, I don't really like you. Or I don't like what you, I don't like, you know, I don't like how you're behaving. Things that we, we couldn't see because we're so busy working, taking care of the kids, you know, making sure dinner's ready. You never have had that time until the pandemic to just be locked in with that person. I mean, this has been such a crazy time and it really has been a reset in my mind, um, you know, for just that. Do I like you? Do I like me? Do I like what's happening? Do I like what's, you know, where I'm at? And for you, like, I'm done with DC. I am done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was done Miami. before the pandemic. So after that, it was even, it was just reinforced. I got to go. I got to go. It's time. Girlfriend, you know, Miami is my town. So I know. I know. <laughs> I I'm going to be like, can you, can, I know you're store. in Sarasota, but can you come down and give me a tour real quick? <laughs> well, I will. It'll be a 30 year old tour, but I'll give you hey, one. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's new. Right? Yeah, I, that would be awesome. I'd love to explore it with you. You would be surprised how many people here, you know, that I've grown up with or, I, you know, I've, I've known a long time. They're like, you're really going to move. It's like it's shocking. It is because people get stuck in their their life they get stuck in the place that they're at and there is such a bigger world out there and if you don't go see it you'll never know that it exists it's no different honestly than when you send your kids off to school or you send your spouse off to work or your family of any kind parents whatever and you go do your thing and you forget what they did you know, you forget what their job is. You forget what their schedule is. You can't remember. What, are they coming home for dinner tonight or not? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Because you exactly. get so involved in your own stuff. It's the same thing if you get stuck in one place and people are shocked. You know, and it doesn't matter whether it's family or friends. They're all shocked. What do you mean you're leaving? I don't understand. Why would you do that? Because I want a different experience. You know, and yeah, we're allowed to do that. And right. And I think as women, you know, as going back to the empowerment piece, the fact that I'm moving and, and knowing that it's coming, you know, that in and of itself is empowering. You know, it's like I'm about to make a total life change. And, and in a sense, it's a reset for me. You know, I'm about to start my life all over again. You know, I, I'm going to need to make new friends, you know, and find new places to go. And this is probably the first time that I'm going to be doing it alone, which gives me freedom to select who I want to be around, 
what groups I want to be involved in, what gym I want to go to, you know, instead of just having lived here, I've been here for so long. It's like, I go here, I go there and that's it. You know, I I go to the places I know I may try some new places, but it's still the same area. It's still the same people and moving somewhere different is going to force me to let go of that and to even shine brighter on my own. Yes. Exactly. And I'm so ready for it. Oh, I'm I so am ready so for proud it. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready. When I tell you, I cannot wait to buy that one way ticket. I am so excited. I, I truly am. And, you know, I want to know when you buy that one way ticket and what day and time you're coming in. Because if okay, I can you'll be do the first it, to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there to meet that damn plane. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Yes, you will be the first that to is know. The plan. It is. It is going to be, I want to say I'm going to cry, but not in a, in a sad way. You know, this, this isn't a long time coming for me. I mean, I went to Miami years ago and knew that that's where I wanted to be, you know, and, and it's taken all this time for it to actually happen, but I, I, I'm so ready, you know, but it, it is, it's a closing of a chapter and an opening of another one. And I genuinely feel like I'll flourish there. About a year from the time that I knew I wanted to move there before I actually was able to do it. And timing is everything. So for you, this is the right time. And no matter how long it took you to get here, this is the right time. Before it wouldn't have been. You know, you had to go through some things. You had to get rid of some things. You had to clear some things in order to be able to do this. And you've done all of the work. So now is the time to just celebrate. Now is the and time. And I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I is will. the time. You know, yeah. your friends will change because you are going to a new place. But the friends that you have now can stay your friends. You know, good Lord, with the way the technologies we have today, I remember when the phone came out. Yeah. <laughs> then I remember when the first <laughs> cell phone that was bigger than my purse. <laughs> this big giant thing with a little antenna on it. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, the whole battery pack would be in a bag. Oh my gosh. Then, oh yeah. And then the big ass ones, you know, that, that looked like a brick and felt like a brick, you know, and then I had the first cell phone in a car oh did you i did wow i did i had one of the wor- the first cell phones ever put in cars were put in lexuses oh that's right they i were. got a lexus you were fancy oh my god oh <laughs> oh i was so out of my comfort zone i had been driving a ford escort oh, oh from right. a you ford made a big escort. step up <laughs> oh yeah and i'm like oh my god this is awesome. And I had a cell phone in the car and it was in the console and you opened the console up and you pulled out what looked like the phone from your house. I mean, it looked exactly like the phone. I from remember your house. seeing that. But the really cool thing is they had this technology where when the phone rang, it would turn off your radio and you could talk into a microphone. And oh. you could... Oh, right. Tiff? I was like, <laughs> oh my God. 
Now, it only was in the car. I couldn't take it with me. I could only do it, but I, I would sit in the car and have conversations in the garage because I was in my Lexus and I was hot. You know, and that was really empowering. That was really empowering. I could walk away from that car. Nobody knew it was mine. And I could walk into a meeting and I would feel like something. Now, you know, we can use outside things to make ourselves feel better. Yeah, we can for sure. use jewelry to make ourselves look nice. We can put on makeup. We can do our hair. We can do all of those things. But even when we wake up and roll out of bed in the morning and we look like we rolled out of bed in the morning and we still <laughs> right. have our PJs on and we're getting our first cup of coffee, we still have power. Oh, absolutely. We are still empowered to do anything. Anything we want. I mean, literally anything. And that's why I'm, I'm always an advocate for, for women learning new things. You know, I, f- I feel like this is such a good time in the world to be a woman right now. I mean, we are just, we're taking over and I love it. You know, I love to see it. And I love to see now even the younger generations, you know, younger than me, who even right out of high school, they're like, I'm not going to college. I'm starting a business. Right. And I mean, some of them are starting businesses in high school, you know? And I'm like, damn, why didn't I do that? I could have been set. <laughs> we are thrilled that you spent time with us today. So thank you. We are always here to remind you how powerful you are and that you deserve to be seen and heard. Again, we thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to leave us an awesome review so we can keep coming back and helping you find your power. Until next time, We are women, real and raw.